the fun bit as far as Ari's beginning or her origin is that the very first line is Ari's origins are a mystery even to her. That's so, it. We're done. We're done. It's the, All right. it's that um, easy. So remember podcastcore at gmail.com. <laughs> Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode 89. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hedge. What's going on, everybody? Happy Worlds to everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Worlds is done, and it's, listen, Riot knows how to make money. 5.4 million views across all platforms, uh, and everyone is saying it's the most exciting, this is like 10 years in the making, the most exciting Worlds to date. And I have to say, production-wise, I don't know how they up it every year, but at least watch the opening ceremony if you're not a League of Legends fan, because it was insane. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely really cool, but you know, also I am a I love to be contrarian, so therefore, uh, <laughs> Ti was better. <laughs> and there you go. Yeah, it's that easy, folks. Yeah, Gaben. Uh, please, I, I saw the I saw the Gaben intro. Yeah, and, and please don't please don't cancel us, Riot. <laughs> please don't can- well, I mean, there goes our sponsorship opportunity. Thanks, Hatch. I mean, fuck us, right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. So listen, one thing we always mean to do though is housekeeping up top. Listen to us everywhere you can listen to podcast. Uh, you can send us an email. At podcastcore at gmail.com. You can visit us at podcastcore.com for all of our info and then follow us on any platform or all the platforms because that helps with discoverability and we appreciate that effort. And then please leave a like, follow. We like to hear hear your thoughts. Uh, but the easiest way is word of mouth. That's how we got this far. So just tell one friend, one friend to begin the search for their true selves by listening to the Casuals of Runeterra podcast. Yeah, and when you tell them that, put a little extra charm onto it. <laughs> you know what? You didn't have to do that. Oh, I had to. <laughs> I, I can't let you have all the fun. <laughs> so let's get into it. Today we're talking about Ari. This is a long time in the making. I think we say that about every episode we do. It's like, oh man, we really want to do this. Listen, we want to do we, every episode. We <laughs> want to do one. We want to do every episode, and <laughs> sure, we joked about it before star guardians happened uh yeah. and now that we went as hard as we did in the star guardians we're gonna say about every episode so sorry not sorry <laughs> <laughs> um and listen in the re star guardian versus this re it's very different so if you're expecting that it's different um and we'll get into it. we'll get a little bit ethereal we'll reach out there a bit uh and we'll we'll play with our our thoughts a bit and see if we can understand the world around us a bit better. Ooh, ooh, I like yeah. that. I like uh, that. Okay, is that okay. Uh, I mean, it's mysterious. <laughs> I like that. It, it fits. All right. Well, let's do this. Main topic: imposter syndrome. And you may be thinking, what? <laughs> so let's get into it. So as always, we start with the spell, and for this one, I chose nine lives now this is this one's fun right it's a really fun spell i love this one for for one the spell's fun uh the flavor text is great and it's one of my favorite card names and you know obviously we're nerds so we love the names of cards and how it plays into the lore 
So Nine Lives is a five-cost burst spell that says summon a liminal guardian, which I would go into my rant about liminal spaces and some of the theories about them, but this is not the podcast for that. <laughs> but it's a great name. I mean, I mean, hey, I've gotten on my soapbox before on this show. So if you want to jump on it, like I I'm oh, I'm going to be your cheerleader if you want to. I got you. <laughs> I appreciate the support, bud. <laughs> so the flavor text on this first part says the forest needed a guardian, someone who could stand sentry at its borders for years, maybe centuries without moving. Geish or yeah, Geish, I think is how you pronounce that, was an eager volunteer and promptly proved his dedication with a 10-year nap. And then it summons Liminal Guardian, which is a 5-cost 3-2 that says, when I'm summoned, summon a random 1-cost follower from your region. When I'm recalled, transform me into 9 lives. So it's a reoccurring thing, right? Um, he goes back into this stasis mode, essentially. And then on this new part, he has the quote, my best quality I sleep like a rock. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, especially now that I have like gotten back into the workforce, I would love to be able to sleep like a rock more often. <laughs> so I am not mad about it. But I like you. You always have to like kind of keep this card in the back of your mind, uh, yeah. even though it's not really a popular card, and it's just because of the power of burst speed. Uh, so, like, basically getting a unit out at burst speed mm -hmm. can just be really, really good. Um, and it, you have to think about it more even now so because it's not just tied to Ari Synergy now that they've implemented flow into the mm -hmm. game. So it kind of worked out that we've taken so long to get to Ari. Um, but, it, like, this – so this card is just, like, it's just fun. Like, it, it is such a cool card, but it, it is – as far away from the dumpy seal of approval as we can get five mana for a three, two, forget about it. Yeah. Even though in the art, he's a monster, right? He looks really cool. And I like that because you have this juxtaposition of the quote starts off really cool and endearing. It's like, Oh, he's undertaking this, this mission. No one wants to take when he's basically a glorified lazy mall cop. Uh, but in the picture, <laughs> he looks like he looks super cool. He has this giant golden sword and Ari's in the picture too, which is a theme for this journey. She's going on through all the cards, but that's something we'll visit down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but like, trust me, Keep this card in the back of your mind, especially with the way that cards can get created. I've been burned. Don't be like me. <laughs> so the follower that we're doing is Windseeker, which is another creature that in the art again, Ari's visiting uh, and talking to. And this one's going to make us kind of think a bit. And I want to see what Hetch thinks this quote means. Because this card is unplayable. All right? It's, <laughs> it's, That's it's it. I'm building a deck with it. <laughs> it's a you six challenge cost, me? It's a six cost to three three with elusive, which is good. And it recalls a unit. Uh, it's a bit expensive for what those decks want to do. Uh, but the art is beautiful. And then the quote is the most important part to us which says chaos gives claws to the meek a wolf hounds its prey and is stalled by a felled branch a hawk dives and tumbles amidst a sudden gale we are the branch we are the wind what does this mean to you hedge uh i 
take this quote as the Vastaya embracing chaos. So the Vas I like I because we don't we don't have like this quote as far as like anyone speaking. Like it's not uh we don't have anyone giving credit for it, but I'm assuming that it is a Vastaya that is you know, embracing chaos and anarchy and that, you know, it, it's like, oh, well, the wolf can be stopped by a falling branch. A gust of wind can stop the hawk and we will be those things that will stop the flow of nature. Um, so it's like we will embrace the chaos. We will be anarchy. And um, as far as with Ari's story, we kind of we'll look at it a little bit but if you look at some of the other very popular vastaya like zaya and rakan um like they they fit that profile pretty well uh and then disguise it with their whole act of oh yeah no we're just in love yeah like <laughs> we're, we're just we're just hopeless romantics and we're young and dumb and that's all you have to worry about as they go and try to topple governments. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, I can't wait until we get into their stories at some point. But uh, like that that's what I think it, the quote means. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of a uh, foreshadowing into when we're going to talk more about Ari in a bit here. But when you see Ari and you see the Vistai and they look like these mystical creatures, it's all fun and games. It's almost more of an old folk folklore style of spirit or nature being where just like people will say, you know, a tornado or a hurricane from afar is a beautiful thing to see nature acting in such a way or a volcano erupting, but the destruction that comes from that thing just behaving in a natural way, it's caused chaos, right? It's both, it's both of these things. And when we get into Ari's story, it becomes a lot darker than you think it would be for a character whose representation is like obviously of beauty, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely, does get a lot darker and i like i like your comparison as far as like just nature being itself can be yeah. very chaotic like that's that's very fitting uh and it gets very fitting when we start with the our in look to ari yeah uh, let's, let's talk about i was gonna say the woman but it, <laughs> <laughs> close <laughs> in quotes woman as far as we know at this point that's it. We're getting canceled. Uh, we're, getting, all right. we're getting canceled. What is a Vestaya? What is woman? <laughs> what is what is woman? Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Hatch just outed himself. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. I, all right. I, let me get off that joke. All right. So, Ari. So... <laughs> The fun bit as far as Ari's beginning or her origin is that the very first line is Ari's origins are a mystery even to her. That's so it. We're done. We're done. It's, All right. it's that um, easy. So remember podcastcore at gmail.com. All that build up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, don't worry, don't worry for all the soap opera fans out there. We're, we're we're getting into it because the soap opera fans will rejoice. This is an amnesia story. So Ari doesn't know much about herself. She so her earliest memories are her basically coming to noticing that she's very different and that she has these twin gemstones and. Uh, she just knows that these twin gemstones are very important to her, but she basically comes to alone 
and the last of her Vestayan tribe. So the Vestaya are creatures that are humanoid with very animalistic characteristics. So the if you listen to our Star Guardian episodes, we did talk about some Vestaya characters in Rakan and Zaya, uh, who are very bird-like. And Ari is fox-like and she her her depiction is very much uh, um, influenced by far eastern uh, folklore with like the nine-tailed fox spirits it's because Ari has nine tails and with this beginning of her story she is out in a spirit realm of Shan Zen I think um, well, it's Sean Zen now because you know the rules here on our show. We make the rules on pronunciation. And <laughs> it is within the realm of Sean Zen that she finds herself uh, she finds herself living amongst packs of ice foxes. Uh, so I, I'm interested to see if we'll get to like more depictions of ice foxes because yeah. like that would be kind of cool, but I, I really don't know what they look like yet. I, I assume that they're... Uh, that, that they're foxes and they look blue and white. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, go, go with your gut. Go with my gut. Uh, so we don't know anything about that, but it is within Shanzan that Ari is running around with these, uh, with these ice foxes. She's become one with the pack and she has a very strong connection to the forest around, the, around all of them within Shanzan. And it's with this connection that she can feel this flow this beat under everything and it's magic she can feel the magic coursing through all of the environment around them and she uses this magic mostly to help her and the other foxes hunt so she'll quicken her reflexes or she will calm a panicking animal long enough for her and the rest of the pack to just pounce on it and eat it alive and um if you notice you know, calming something while you're eating it alive is kind of dark. So yeah, yeah we're we're hopping into like a this image of Ari as just being like the pop star and <laughs> the <laughs> magical girl. We are long past that now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, when, I when, imagine when I hear this, um, where you have some native people or some cultures when they hunt naturally, they either praise the animal they're going to use for food or hunt. Or they have a process which is to kill the animal in the most peaceful way and then follow up by using every part of the animal as to pay respects. It's kind of that same realm if you were to connect this fantasy representation to a real world example that we have. Yeah, that is, and that's definitely a very good representation because we know that Ionia as a whole is just very entied mm -hmm. with the spirits. It's the that first lands. The first lands. Get out, Noxus. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, so it, with this, like Ari basically lives her life as a fox and this is her life for the most part, but she does find herself fascinated by mortals. Um, and this is kind of a cool, um, uh, another cool look into a storyline that Riot really likes to use. If you listen to our Poppy episode, this part of the story is going to sound very similar of uh, like the character being in a, a kind of secluded realm that is kind of overlapping with the reality of Runeterra and watching 
the humans and being fascinated by them. Yeah. And for Ari, where Poppy was very much fascinated by the military lifestyle, Ari is fascinated by humans because she can feel a connection to them the same way that she feels the magic of the land around her. Mm-hmm. And the connection that she feels is that she can tap into the spirits of humans. And this kind of boils to a head when a group of hunters wander into Shanzan. Um, and much like the Poppy story, we know that where these spirit realms kind of like really overlap with Runeterra, there's not really much of a way where you could tell that you're in one realm and going into the other yeah. as far as like unless you know that that gate is there and these hunters wander into shanzan and for them this is a normal hunting trip where they go to uh, hunt their prey and then go and sell their wares like pelts and meat and one of the hunters becomes wounded and the it's a mortal wound so he is slowly dying and ari is watching from afar and she can tap into every emotion that this guy is going through. She, she can feel his pain, his grief, uh, his sorrow. He can She can sense the memories that he has of the family that he's left behind, of loved ones who have already died. And she's tapping into this and then uses the good memories that this man has and shows them to him all over again so that he can pass peacefully. And like it's as far as for like a kind of really grim part of the story, it it, it does have the silver lining of Ari, you know, really kind of tapping into the more human side of things of like, oh, well, these emotions are nice and I want to feel that more. So here you can feel it more, too. Yeah, it's like Uh, almost like a guardian angel type effect. Uh, But also this, you know, this is obviously great, great writing as always, but. It also is Ari's first experience with a more complex set of emotional relatability because up until this point, it's been just animals, right? And obviously humans are animals, but we're very complex. So she's having her first complex experience and adapting to it. And this leads to almost an addiction, uh, which you can think of it as going from Oh, I just smoke a little weed to oh, I'm gonna start doing heroin. (laughs) And this takes us to the next part of this story. Uh, Ari's hooked on heroin now. Um now, so one of the side effects as far as Ari experiencing these more complex emotions and and like experiencing these complex emotions and learning more than just the bare sense of survival is that she finds herself hooked onto these emotions while also mimicking the humankind more than the animalistic nature and this kind of alienates her naturally from the ice foxes that she's grown up with so she finds herself able to speak human languages very easily. And it's when she learns to speak that she's like, okay, my time in Shanzan is over and I must go and follow the mortals. And it's with following the mortals that she stays on the fringes of society, but she's very much still the predator that she grew up as. So what she ends up doing is that she's now sustains herself on the emotions 
of humankind and in in doing so as far as relishing in these emotions she's draining their essence she is draining their life force and for anyone out there who is a fan of what we do in the shadows (laughs) we now have the greatest video game representation of mr colin the energy vampire himself and so there you go. Ari's an energy vampire. <laughs> it's funny that you for, you went for what we do in the shadows because, as our fans probably know, we're also big Dresden Files fans, and I yep. immediately thought White Court Vampire. <laughs> yes! I knew you were going to do technically it. Technically, is the same thing. Like we're on the same page. <laughs> it's like, oh, what what if you were to take a White Court Vampire and then make it funny? <laughs> And that's what that is calling for what we do in the shadows. All the references for you all today. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So, uh, so now Ari is now going in on the fringes of society and just feeding off the life energy of people. And to do so, she is intaking every emotion uh, that she can get off of the memories of people, and she grows drunk on it she is hooked she is absolutely addicted and we even have depictions here of uh her experiencing the lowest of lows of humanity um and if for anyone who has listened to our show go to any other ionian character (laughs) and we may mention that there is a war going on Like and I mean literally take your pick from the other Ionian characters and you're yeah. gonna hear about the war. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if people know this, but war is bad. <laughs> so Ari's experiencing all of all of the war from every person that she feeds upon and experiencing the worst of, that humankind has to offer, and she can't stop herself because she's addicted so she is still draining all of this in but a benefit of this happening is that she is learning about these far-off lands that are away from the isles of ionia and she's learning that there are other vestaya out there now they're not vestaya that are like her she still hasn't seen a memory of someone that looks like herself, but there are creatures who are not quite human, just like herself. And the more of these memories that she takes in, the more that she's finding out that these other Vestaya don't get along well with humankind. Yep. And this is, so this is where I want to put our disclaimer for our listeners. If you are listening to this and you think to yourself, damn, she like me for real. That's a problem. This is not if you, if you draw any characteristic <laughs> relatability to Ari in your personal lives, you want to seek help, you want to look a little bit inward to how you treat those around you and what you gain from being around people. Oh my god. <laughs> Do not feed on the emotions of others. Oh, la toxica. <laughs> As you were, as you were. Oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, yeah. Like this is this is not a healthy way to live. All right. Like, um, and, and 
Like, so if you're experiencing like the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, uh, there's a term for that, and it's <laughs> called um, being manic. All right. <laughs> Or bipolar, if you will. So, but Ari's hooked on it. But the benefit of this is that she does learn that other Vestaya are out there and they don't get along well with other humans. And there's this brewing movement where these other Vestaya, they wish to push themselves back into a place of society that they had before. We don't know a lot of details about the Vestaya as far as before what Runeterra is as we know it. So we don't know if they were like the original settlers of Ionia or if they were the like the midpoint of like evolution to humankind on Runeterra. Um, but we do know is that the Vestaya are kind of now nomadic. They're treated kind of like gypsies where, you know, like every Vestaya is a thief and a crook and they're going to do nothing but abuse you and then leave. And that's all we really know about the Vestaya. But for Ari, this is exciting because if there are more, if there are more Vestayas and they are gathering to try to make like some kind of rebellion against humankind mm-hmm. for Ari that's a chance to maybe learn about other Vestaya who are like her and then maybe find out who her <laughs> tribe is find out what happened to the rest of her people and find out why these gemstones that she carries with her are so important to her because she doesn't know any of this crap she's she's over here living on daytime television with her amnesia so like this is an opportunity for her to get these answers it's wild that this far into our episodes we would have a related point between ari and twisted fate because twisted fate once again from a nomadic people in his story and like that's an old one go listen to that episode we talk about the views on nomadic culture and these cultures that move around constantly and that played a lot into his story as well right like riot they're they're doing they're doing it they're doing lore like this is they're connecting yeah. shit right like they they like this isn't just telling a good story this is world building yes. all right and it, when you're building a world that world needs to be cohesive and we're just trying to get our ten percent right we're helping is what we're yeah, doing we're and <laughs> honestly you're welcome riot all right and like at this point it's just rude that you haven't. That, that we're not getting our cut, you know? Like, come on. <laughs> uh, so for for Ari, this is now the point where she has a mission. She finally has a mission other than just feeding on the motions and getting high all the time. Yeah. Like, now she's off into the world of Runeterra. Well, really just Ionia at this point, but she's yeah. off into the world now looking for the Vestaya so she can try to answer these questions. And that's where our story kind of leaves off now is just Ari trying to find out why she has amnesia. Uh, so for she's us, She's growing as a person, it, right? Like that's, it's growth and that's cool to see. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and not just growth as a, like specifically as a person, not as an ice fox. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like this is more growth than just oh hey if i tap into this magic i can run faster and then i can eat yeah exactly (laughs) yeah so that's gonna take us into the card and i am i'm really glad that we're going into this you know not 
fresh off of Ari's release because, <laughs> man almighty, was this card just a problem when it first yeah. came out. Uh, so Ari now-a-days is a 2-2 two -two with quick attack. And on the attack, the first time I attack strike, so not just a normal uh, blocking strike, it has to be while attacking, um, swap me with the ally to my right and then recall that ally. Mm -hmm. So this is, especially when it first came out, this is a really weird effect because you're kind of like, like on paper, it feels like you're kind of, you know, two for one in yourself because you're recalling something but the fact that ari has quick attack the everyone who's played against katarina at the very beginning of this game learns really quick how very effective this whole you know attack striking and moving away can be yeah and uh especially in ionia you have a lot of really creative ways to abuse this mechanic. Mm -hmm. So this this card was kind of infamous just with this text alone on it. Uh, so it, it definitely gets scarier when she flips. And the way that she flips is that you've recalled six plus units this game. Um, now, a, a key point here is that it's six plus units, not allied units. So even if... With Iodia, the best way to be defensive is to recall enemy units, so that's also helping out your game plan of flipping Ari, and when she flips, oh boy, um, so <laughs> she becomes a 3-3 with quick attack and elusive, and now when you recall an ally, reduce its cost by one, and then the attack is technically the same except now it's each time i attack strike swap me with the ally to my right and then recall it so all of a sudden your if you have a full board your whole board's elusive and your whole board is quick attacking because that's the way that's the way that's gonna work is because she's just gonna keep recalling each one um that's disgusting. Uh, it can be very terrifying. And I I have gotten absolutely rocked by someone playing like Twin Disciplines on Ari. And just, oh, all of a sudden, this Ari hit me for like 30 damage. Yeah. Um, GG, I guess. Uh, like it, it, and when the card first came out, it was even better. So it, it was absolutely terrifying. We're not going to talk about that much uh, about that part anymore because the flavor quotes on this kind of really uh, shows more of the search that Ari is going on and a little bit more insight into her journey. All right, so on the front side of the card, we have she searched for herself in other people's secrets, saw herself through the eyes of so many. As she approached the forest, she won she wondered if it would be just another lens or if just this once she'd found a mirror. And then that takes us to a direct quote from Ari, which is, I can remember a thousand memories I've never had. From now on, I'll make my own. And that's that sums up perfectly where her bio leaves off of just like, hang on a second. There's other Vestaya. Maybe I can find uh, someone else who's like me and can tell me who the hell am I? What the hell is the stuff that's so important to me and what the hell happened to us? Yeah. And so this is the part where, you know, we should get paid for, uh, 
where when I when, when we read through this and we looked at it, and I, I encourage you, if you don't play Legends of Runeterra, to go look at the cards that are associated with uh, uh, Ari when she was released. Because she's in every follower card that was released with her. And it's showing her essentially conferring with these entities to learn more. And she's on this adventure, which is mentioned in the quotes of this card. And it's one of those you know, card designs where as she goes to her next level, she's going on a quest, right? She's leveling up. She's growing, like we mentioned. Uh, but in my mind, I immediately saw a version of a, you know, a Dark Souls or a, a Bloodborne where you play as Ari and you go through these levels in the forest of Ionia and these lands and you encounter these spirits, these different Vistaya, and you battle them. But it's not like you know, the dark trying to defeat these enemies, but you essentially battle them in their own zones to then open up more story of what it means to be Vistaya, right? As you beat these bosses, because they're all super cool designs. That's why we want you to go look at the art because all the designs are really unique uh, because essentially they're mixes of like different creatures uh, and Riot gets real creative with it. So look at it, kind of keep that thought in the back of your head and hey, Riot, there's another game you can make, right? Like, <laughs> why not? People will play Yeah, why it. not? Well, absolutely, why not? And also, like, for real, even if you're not interested in the idea of, like, the, like the storyline that's being created there, go look at these cards because this is legitimately some of the best art in the game. Like, even just Ari's card has some of the best art in this in the game of Runeterra, uh, Rune period. It is so good. And especially, like, her leveled-up form, I totally get why she's got enough people to feed on. I would I'd be walking <laughs> over to that energy vampire, too. Um, yeah, based on what we've said, you now know that Ari looks the way she looks because of her history. Like, to yep. essentially achieve the goal she meant to achieve. It's it's crazy how how close to almost an Elise that she is at the early part of her life, right? Or like uh, uh, the the characters that are more the succubus or the femme fatales. Yeah, like, she I goes mean, down that route initially. Yeah, like the uh, the initial beginning of her story is uh, like I can't wait till we get into this character in the future. But it's a lot more like Evelyn too, like like Evelyn exactly. and Elise. And uh, but Evelyn and Elise definitely embrace it a lot more than Ari. Yeah, like they they don't really question where they came from. Yeah. Ari, Ari's more like, okay, I guess I'll find out. Yeah. Evan and Lisa are like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm, I'm happy eating. Yeah, there, there's growth with Ari. The other two are like, no, no, no we're in our lanes. <laughs> yeah, no, we've already grown. We've grown, we've grown our appetite, and that's all the growth that we got. <laughs> and with that, and, as always. And I want all oh, three what? of them to step on. Okay, we're trying. <laughs> See, I was trying to end the episode before Hetch got to that point, but here we are. What? 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 I can't get on my soapbox again? <laughs> thanks for sticking with us for this one. And as always, thanks for listening. And we'll be back soon with the next episode. And there's a bit of steppies in the next episode as well. So. Woo! <laughs> Uh, all right. Take care, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>